To answer is human, to question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of The Hidden Gateway Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Williams. Today's guest is Whitney Fox. Whitney is a medium, she does energy healing, tarot, and is a spirit animal facilitator. Today she will tell us about her spiritual journey and much more. Whitney, welcome to the Hidden Gateway Podcast. How are you doing? I'm really good, Justin. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. So many questions for you. As, as we talked about, you know, before, you know, I was, <clears throat> uh, rec- you were recommended to me by by someone else. And, uh, you know, I, I've been researching, I've been on your website, your IG, and you you are very fascinating. And yeah. I am really looking forward to us talking about what you do in your spiritual journey. This is going to be going to be really good. Um, if you could just just take a minute to tell myself and our listeners a little bit about you. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I've been listening to some of your shows and I feel like we're very like-minded folk. I think we, yes. it, I think we'll get along just great. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so let's see a little bit about myself. So, um, well, uh, I ha- had a life full of um, anomalous experiences, which led me down paths of exploration and trying to learn what this consciousness thing is. And, um, you know, it's probably not uncommon for, you know, some of your listeners and, and some of your guests and stuff. I mean, we each have, we're coming at it with our own individual um, set of experiences. And, you know, I think that like this whole podcast community is really valuable because we, you know, listen and share and understand from different angles. So I had a lot of, you know, paranormal experiences, um, UF, powerful UFO encounter, um, some po- mm. Stuff, some precog, some out of body, um, lucid dreams, what I thought past life dreams, um, other, you know, by precog, I'm like, you know, things happening that I shouldn't have known before they happened. And uh, I've been on the planet for 58 years. So, you know, I've had opportunity to try to try and figure out um, 
you know, what's actually what, you know, what the hell is actually going on here? <laughs> right, you, know, right. you know what I mean? Um, so I, with that, you know, I've done some, you know, with the OBE stuff, for sure, that was a consciousness exploration exercise. And mm. I've had a fair amount of success with that. And, um, you know, but off and on, it's not like I do it all the time. Um, mm. there, there was for sure a time when I was working with the working with that kind of thing uh with the Monroe books and some other techniques and had some success and then you know early in life before i started drinking ayahuasca spoiler alert i had worked with a shaman <laughs> um <laughs> but uh but previous to that i had a regular series of night terrors um and so i you know they say that essentially unite you outgrow night terrors when you become an adult or they're really only for children but that's not true i night terrors and and um these night terrors were so vivid and so extreme and so elaborate that i kind of uh managed to you know work with them in a lucid fashion mm -hmm. so I knew that the dream was also a dimension, an astral realm, yes, if you will. Um, I only, so I started, it was about eight years ago, I started working um, with it with a really powerful shaman who died mysteriously Amazon. Um, but while I was working with him, I was working very, doing monthly ceremonies, two, several during, But knowledgeable enough to be able to take me really many you know just for contact because uh, context because i know that you have tried it just for context um i uh i got to about 200 drinks and just stopped counting and so it would be because there was some initiations several nights in a row or weekly or that kind of thing because i was doing and so have any night terrors after that um i think it's because i had traveled to these astral realms and sort of understood them better and i was no longer a target um i was a target for other stuff here i had uh dark people <laughs> uh send some psychic attacks my way and uh, uh -huh. one you know was a kind of a dark interloper in the medicine by the way um so uh and that one i was able to uh my shaman was aware of it that i was having he'd had him and came and did battle for me in the astral and this, you get into that if you're interested but um uh so this is a really long answer to your short short question because i'm pretty much life story right here but um so anyway to sum it up, let's say um, uh, consciousness explorer, paranormal experiencer, um, uh, psychonaut, and also, you know, I I um, I I guess I could call demonic practitioner practitioner. Um, okay. Um, I, I like a little bit of an. You know, I'm a shaman. Mm -hmm. Got all of these things attached to it. However, the things that I practice are, you know, 
if you know it right. might be an herbal remedy or also a medium you know with past loved ones i wouldn't call myself a psychopomp you know i could clear a house but that's not where my energy level is necessarily I kind of tend towards towards the light however if you know you know something dark happening then you know there's there uh, there's some healing that can be had there um i have a great uh, relationship with plants and animals always have so you know uh and then the plant medicines you know with dietas and and um various things like that so um so i i think i, I spit out quite a lot there <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like I said, so fascinating. You are truly talking my language here. Um, I know you've listened to to a couple of, of my my podcasts, and as my listeners know, you know I I uh, have been on this spiritual journey my entire life. But then in 2020, it took a pivot, and you know I've been experiencing some of the things that you mentioned. So I I get it. I get it. Um, I have a somewhat understanding of it, and uh, I, I I just love it. I just love it. I, I want to know. When when did this start for you? Like, and and how did you feel? Do you, you kind of felt like you were called to do what you do, did the type of work that you do in regards to helping people and having these type of experiences? Like, when, what is your earliest memory of maybe a paranormal or a spiritual experience where you said, "Hmm, that's different," and you know, <clears throat> obviously, we're kind of led to go on the journey deeper. Uh, yeah. So, I mean. I had imaginary friends when I was a little child and I did that. Why, how would I know that that was not that everybody didn't have that until I started being told that we didn't. And then, you know, so one of my earliest memories were, even though my, my parents were very open-minded and, you know, knew that the, um, I, I, I feel like, you know, without really thinking it was the best thing you know, rather than having me have these imaginary friends and start school with them or something. Uh, in any case, I, I knew I was making people uncomfortable. That was my first mm. sort of, I guess, I, well, I'm not even going to, that was my kind of material realm experience. Uh, you know, that said, oh, we have to play by a set of rules here. Uh, even though I feel like I know that there is something else. Um, so throughout my childhood, I had many, many deja vus, you know, I'd have a deja vu and, and I would just, I thought that that was normal. Um, but I remember them and, um, you know, various things like, um, a little thing I remembered the other day was, uh, I've also done a few Vipassana, uh, meditation retreats, um, mm -hmm. you know, 10 days of silence, 11 hours a day of meditation. Uh, I, I sound very flip, flippant, I think when I say it, but it's very, it's very intense. And, I bet. Uh, yeah all but psychedelic in and of itself. Um, mm. But there's a, when you go deep into that meditation, when you get and where you're living as a Buddhist monk, um, there's a thing that happens with this technique where you'll start to feel body tingles throughout your body. You'll, it's, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the, um, uh, the process, body awareness meditation. And I, I remember the other day when I was a little kid, I used to, I would like sit for long enough and not think about some, you know, not think about anything necessarily. And then, but I remember. So when I learned Vipassana, it was very familiar to me. So 
what's that? You know, is that a past life having Vipassana experience? Is it just the what a, a child will do if they're not told that they're not supposed to? Or, you know, mm. so, so, you know, I remember running around as a little kid and, and I would do certain things. You know, I would know what card was going to get flipped over. And I remember freaking my friends out once because, you know, not all the time, just random, but, you know, like uh, picking three aces out of a deck, you know, and they were like, blah. You know? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, one, a, a couple of friends when I was young had, we had, we shared some shared paranormal experiences. And, and um, so I really did think, especially like adolescent, I did think kind of everybody did it, but I just learned more and more that you just don't talk about it. You don't say anything, freak people out and right, our culture, right. you know. So I like to think, or I, I do kind of think that if I lived in, you know, in an indigenous tribe or in the Amazon somewhere, then I might've been shuffled over to like, you know, the room, you know, cause mm -hmm. there's some, so, you know, I've why, you know, of course, why, why have, have I had an interest? And in, I recently had my astrology chart cast and, you know, she's, she kept saying, you know, throughout the chart, she kept saying, okay, this is a witch aspect that you're witchy. This is a witch aspect, you know, and I, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. And she said, I've never seen anybody with so many like shamanic witchy aspects in their chart. And, you know, nobody had, I didn't know that, you know, I'm, I'm not an astrologer, but I thought that was kind of interesting. But one of the other reasons that I feel may or may not, I don't know, be relevant is that, uh, you know, my family has had UFO encounters, you know, my, my mother, my grandmother, my daughter, you know, so, wow. and, you know, not really just a weird light in the sky. Mine was a full encounter with two other witnesses and, um, you know, and then so was my grandmother's. My grandmother's was very dramatic, um, you know, other witnesses and, you know, uh, she was not one to tell tales at all. So, mm -hmm. so, and then, you know, through that story, you know, through that topic, through the, whatever they are, the visitors topic, um, or, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm reluctant to call them visitors. I tend to just think the other that are also here with us, you know, yeah, um, there you go. Right. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? stuff like I feel like I have a neck for several years and and I tend to think it was there during my child so what does that mean I, I don't know also with all of that said I think we all have these things abilities it, just some of us are more interested in it than others yeah I agree I agree you follow yes. I mean like like you for you know like and the people that you interview and stuff like some people give zero shits about this stuff. They're just like, you're a mm -hmm. nutbag, you know? Mm -hmm. And and other people, you know, like, I feel like I can drop a mic at a party, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I, for one, I know it's real. I mean, you know, I, I, I was raised in the church, right? So that was my first experience with what I thought was spirituality, right? I, as a kid, you know, I was, was programmed to believe that, uh, you know, uh, you know, Christ died on the cross for us and, and, and God, the creator was this guy sitting in heaven and you have to fear him and you have to uh, follow these commandments or you won't get into heaven. Right. 
and even as a child, I had some, I had some interesting experiences where I come, I came to realize that, you know, everything is not as it seems or, or what we've been told. Right. But I didn't focus on it. Right. I'm just a child. I'm playing. I want to have friends go outside and everything else that comes along with childhood. But then as I got older, that programming in regards to religion just didn't sit well in my spirit anymore. Right. And then I went through this journey of discovery where I looked into different religions outside of Christianity and none of those sat well. And then 2020 came around and I started this spirituality practice and that did it. That, that was it for me. Like the light bulb went off and I felt at home and I tell people all the time, I feel closer to the creator more than ever. And it's just been an amazing experience. And as, as you mentioned earlier, I had my ayahuasca experience and I've had some other experiences recently um, dealing with psychedelics that have done some amazing things to me as well and has opened me up to even more. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm going to be forever learning. I'm enjoying the experience and I'm just at a place where I want to share my stories and and ultimately help others, right? That's that's where I'm at. So I say all that to say, um, obviously you do that as well. You help people, right? You're you you do the mediumship and um, energy healing as well, which I would love to talk about. And one thing I'm really interested about is you being an animal spirit facilitator, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. But Whitney, before we get there, I have a couple questions for you. Now, earlier on, you mentioned deja vu. I would love to hear your take on that in regards to what that's all about and and, and how that works with you or just your thoughts on deja vu, because I have some interesting thoughts on it as well that I would like to share with you. Hear, hear uh, your thoughts on that. I think um, as a child, I feel like I intuitively that there were there was an imprinted plan you know a, a a pre sort of destined um life review you know i i wouldn't have called it that i don't think but i it felt very mm -hmm. if, as if like i was somehow connected to uh this and they were fairly common um as i was integrating into this I mean, let's call it that. I think a child is, that's what they're doing is they're lowering their vibration to integrate to this realm, yeah. you know, to this, uh, I think, you know, they sleep a lot and they cry a lot and, you know, for good reason, like this place is rough. <laughs> it's yes, dense. it is. Uh, yes. So, uh, but, you know, they, I started having them less and less throughout my life. Recently, just recently, I've been starting to have them again. Um, hmm. And I, that, I, I don't know why. Um, it could be, so I think I had mentioned you via email. I just sat with Bufo, 5MAO uh, DMT Bufo. Yes. So um, it, like, I'll, I'll talk about that. It, it, it was such a deep mind expanding experience and also part of the download with it was about time itself, you know, and dimension itself. So I, 
in some ways, I think that it, the deja vus that I've been having were pregame to that experience, if that makes sense to you. Because, yes. you know, because I kind of see time different now than ever since. So um, I am a little experience that aren't open-minded, you know, to Bufo and, or have, haven't had it because I, I admitted, you know, I could be thought of as delusional. Some of the downloads I got seriously, because I'm not even really sure this place is, um, I, I'm starting to believe it really is. Um, and I sort of suspected that before, because like, you know, um, funny things like Anthony Weiner, come on, dude, like, <laughs> this is a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got a stupid name. I'm like, okay, they're just like mocking us now. Oh my goodness. Um, and so I sort of have joked about it and I thought, what do I know? But after that experience, I think it, I actually think that it might be this, sim this simulation. So, uh, you know, I want you to answer, I want you to tell me what you think of deja vu. And if, if you want to hear more on the experience, I'll, um, it's, it won't be easy though, because we don't really have the words. But I, I'll try, right. you know. Right, right, absolutely. So I was, I was really deep into meditation probably a few weeks ago, and, um, you know, it it came to me that deja vu is, well, I guess let me let me back up, let me back up. Okay, so when we talk about manifestation, right, creating our reality, which is something that we we can do right we we have the power to create our our reality to manifest whatever it is we want whether it be of the light or of the dark whatever we choose to use it for now with that said i now believe not only can we do that while we're here but i now believe that we created our reality before we even got here okay, okay so we are able to create in this realm, but we are we're also able to create before we were born into this world. And we created it, the, the, the good times, we created the challenging times, we created everything. Now, we, we come here, we can change the script, right? Because we have the power to do so. And then when we talk about deja vu, I think that we become aware of what we created before we got here, if that makes sense. I mean, if it I'm does. even explaining it correctly. No, I agree. So, I agree. So we have an experience and he's like, damn, I've seen that before. I've heard that before. I've met that person before. That is yeah. because we created it before we even arrived to this place. So it's just a connection that we're having. Uh, right. I That's what I tend to think too. I heard somebody uh, somewhere saying that, uh, that their belief was that we can live the same lifetime multiple times until we satisfy the karma that we were meant to um mm. so that you know so and maybe what do we know i mean maybe we as whitney and like you know each time it get like groundhog day you know <laughs> <laughs> or you know i've had this weird thought that if we go to sleep when we wake up we come back as someone else and then sometimes we come wow you know, that, that same person again, and we have just a little bit of a glitch in the matrix or, I mean, you know, we could, we can walk around and say, we know, or, or people say that they know we're full of shit. They don't, we don't. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We really because don't. we're, 
you know, because people have a tendency to limit themselves and say, oh, this is the way things are done or this is the way it is. And I don't think people comprehend how limitless it is and how you can have your experience a certain way and I can have mine and it doesn't make one right or wrong. It doesn't have to be fit in a box or the same shoe doesn't fit the same foot, you know? And, Uh and, And that's just, that's just what it is. When you think about, I mean, you've had OBs, right? When you think about dimensions and you think about entities and it's like, everything's on the table. Anything yeah, is possible. Everything. That's you know, right. It's just, it's just amazing. It's, it's just every, amazing every, so. If you can think of it, there's a possibility that it's dimensionally here, you know, like, you know, that whole phrase, like, don't be so open. I, I, I don't know. After all of the ayahuasca journeys, I've, you know, uh, I had a friend that said, you know, if a, if a star can can explode, and then anything can happen. You know? <laughs> I like that. Wow, how cool is that? Yeah. So, now, every like you said, everything, nothing's off the table. That's right. That's right. Now let's talk about these uh, these uh, UFO experiences that you and your family had. That that sounds pretty pretty interesting. What are your thoughts on on aliens? Like, what what do you what do you think specifically they are? or where they come from. You know, I've interviewed people who believe that they are the dark side, I believe. Uh, I've interviewed, talked to people that said that there are some good ones and there are some bad ones as well. You know, what, what do you think? Well, that's one that's like, I, I actually feel whatever they are is continuing to evolve. Um, you know, like, I don't know if you ever listened to Crow 777. In his intro, it's like, you know, belief is the end of knowing. So I don't necessarily believe anything. I don't tend to, uh, I don't get a bad feeling. I don't think it's demonic. I'm not even sure demonic is real. I'm not even sure if I believe in that. Mm. So, um, because I'm open-minded to, you know, I've seen, I've seen some interesting people that I feel like they're projecting darkness from their own psyche and their own energy field. And, um, you know, and other people saying they believe that that's demonic or, you know, so like, like we just said in the last sentence, anything is possible, you know, what nothing's off the table. So, so with what I do know, the experience that I had, uh, I I did not get a negative thing at all. And I don't think that there was anybody anal probing me, Um, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Like, I'm not Cart- Cartman running around like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, so, and my mother, her experience was very powerful. I, I think she, it was a paradigm changer for her. She was just curious, just fascinated, just thought, what, what do we thought we knew one thing, and it, it, there's a completely different physics at work that we can tap into. I've also thought, you know, or it's come across my wavelength that families that see these things have maybe a, a less calcified pineal gland. And mm. with the things that I've experienced, I tend to think that there is a dimensional shift with those experiences. Um, a little bit hard to describe. Pol- pol- I have family pol- poltergeist, some extended family, my aunt and uncle. And the wh- when I experienced it, it was as if there was like a, it, it like kind of shifted out of the material a little bit to witness this with witnesses, other, others also making the shift and same with the, you know, the, 
heavy UFO experience I had. It was Black Triangle, two other witnesses, and a very dramatic it came right over our heads and it seemed to communicate with us what, by the way it moved the, the ship. And, um, and then like a, a post-hypnotic suggestion for peace. And it was a, it was actually really a lovely experience. There was no fear. Um, mm. So with that, you know, three of us saw it and this was at a campground. There should have been people coming out. There should have, you know, one of the people I was with tried to wake up a bunch of people in our party and no one woke up. And, you know, as time goes by, I kind of think that maybe there was missing time because I, 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 we slept in so late. We, you know, there's when we first encountered it, it was early in the evening and then had our encounter. And then we each went to our respective tents and then woke up at almost noon and everybody else had been up for hours. And so I kind of, I, I, you know, it's just piecing parts of it together through the years. I, I, my personal sort of theory is that is a combination that, um, you know, as we know with things where we tamper with or expand our third eye or, you know, our pineal gland type things, that's when we can shift into other dimensions, seeing, you know, observing, uh, mm -hmm. remembering. So, um, things like hypnosis and, and, and OBEs and, you know, into a, another realm, a deep meditation as well, I think. And so um, with that question about, you know, are they evil? That I, I tend to think more along the lines that they are of a trickster to try and wake people up. Mm. And a trickster isn't always fun. It's sometimes it can be quite a kick in the pants. So, um, uh, and, and you know, I, I tend to, I still have that feeling maybe, maybe even, you know, like after my experience that I just, uh, DMT experience, I came back and I kind of looked around cause I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, you know, <laughs> um, or conspirituality theorist, or let's just call it critical thinker. Um, critical thinker. Right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if this whole deep state cabal isn't some implanted trickster uh, energy trying to wake people up. I'm still kind of formulating that sort of out there wow. uh, idea. Deep state cabal, a trickster trying to wake people up. Now that sounds interesting. Well, well let me tell you about the, the DMT experience. I won't, I won't like go for too long, but it's very recent. It was just um, two weeks ago tomorrow. And, uh, in a, in a uh, ceremony, shamanic ceremony, and and this uh, lady priestess, she just really knows her stuff. Um, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Temple of Eden. Uh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, she that amazing Phyllis facilitators. I uh, was I felt like I was in really really good hands. So render because of that. So oh, you know, as you know, having done ayahuasca, if um, you know, if you can trust the people that are driving the ship, then you, yeah. and you there can you just go. blast off. Right, um, right, right, right. Uh, so, uh, uh, historically, um, I, I guess I'm a bit of weight, you know, the people that know me that have sat in ceremony with me, it usually takes me quite a bit of medicine to 
mm. kind of sit there and I'm like not feeling it, not feeling it. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then oh <laughs> right, right. Uh so same with this. And uh having had so much experience with ayahuasca, I understand the surrender. You know, if you're fighting it and oh, I don't want to feel this way, or I'm scared, or you know, because it, it can do some crazy stuff, as you know. It can really unpeel you like an onion. Um mm -hmm. so if you know that's where the healing is though. Um the, learning is and the teaching the teach the true deep teaching is when you to completely have your e ego uh you know shattered to you know smithereens and become uh part of the uh you know the the, the non-duality you know join the non-duality so i was i had some experience with this and i had some experience with reintegrating back into this 3d you know uh sort of clown world hmm. i i'm just kidding uh, Actually, there's beautiful things about this place. Um, there's just <laughs> some of it's real wackadoodle, as you know. But uh, a lot of it is. Going, yeah. going into this experience, I, I thought that I would do. You know, it's like okay, I've got all this experience. Bring it on. Um, but you know, as with the ayahuasca, she she administers uh, sixty milligrams of five meo DMT to the women and 80 to the men. And so I, I did as instructed. I took the deepest inhale I possibly could of the 60. And, um, you know, I sort of got some light visuals and my, my body sitter was there and he's kind of looking at me and he's like, Oh, your eyes are open. How you, you know, how you doing? I'm like, doing pretty good, you know? And, um, you know, everybody around me is like in Vietnam right now, you know, just, blah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so uh, the priestess, she comes around and she's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you, know, you should be on another planet. Um, so she asked if I wanted a booster. So she gave me another 40 milligrams. So 100 milligrams of uh, 5-MAO definitely took me to see God, you know, took me through a tunnel. Definitely a near-death experience like you hear. At least that part that I could remember. And I got to this the divine intelligence there's no other way to put it there's I, I can't even really bring back much other than that how all-encompassing and how you know just ridiculously uh massive this experience is and so you know when you're completely have your your ego blown you know you're just a speck of consciousness yes, um yeah. and yes. that that that's true with ayahuasca and with ayahuasca many times doing all of these things, not knowing my identity, just knowing that I was a part of the whole, you know, having insights and, and uh, seeing stuff going to the upper realms, the lower realm, seeing, you know, the, the Shipibo patterns and, ha you know, having past life experiences and seeing dead loved ones and stuff. This took me directly to the divine intelligence. So wow. with that, you know, trying to describe like what I saw, you know, because it's, it's the all, it's the alpha and the omega. It's, it's the complete, there's no human words for it. However, one little thing that I am able to bring back was there was this massive visual that I could only call a portal to this divine intelligence. And it was iridescent, pearlescent, and then very faintly, uh, inner, intermixed with that 
a deep download of uh, spectral color was I, I feel like I faintly saw the, the Sri Yantra from Hindu mythology. And yes. so, so when I came, you know, when I completely came back, oh, wow. Like the Hindus, I think they might be onto something. <laughs> they might <laughs> know the portal. You know, I feel like I've been to the portal and somebody else has been there because, you know, I saw a dude with that tattoo. You know? right, <laughs> um, right. And wow. so uh, when I, I did some meditating on that symbol, uh, you know, later and, and, and essentially kind of came back with this knowledge of like, that's the best we can do to sort of represent not, not that that is the only, but these symbols, the sacred geometry is the only way for our meat suit brain to process it because we yes. have an out of meat suit brain brain. Right. We have a, right. a thinking and an intelligence that's outside of our, you know, uh, synapses. <clears throat> so, so, you know, I come back with this, massive download of energy just all of this like shaking kundalini just crazy and and um it was as if I, I someone was with me um my my body sitter had a very small uh dose and he felt that he was also traveling with me at least for part and i, I have to agree i think he was I, because i felt like in like i was drifting back in i had company and uh i've kind of sense that it because he felt it too you know so so as I like was starting to become aware, I still didn't know who I was, but I, but essentially I was sort of asked to bring this energy back. <laughs> it sounds so grandiose, but this is what happened. Um, and so I, of course, you know, of, you know, this healing energy. And so it came through my hands and my feet. It was like being electrified. I don't know what I looked like from the outside, but everything was completely tense. And I feel like my, legs were up, my hands were up, and I could just feel this energy coursing through. So as that began to subside, and then I started to realize who I was a little bit around and started to hear, you know, the symphony that was the sounds outside. It really was a symphony. It was amazing. Um, then I, then I settled back into my ego, like just putting a suit back on and, and, um, and just kind of looked around and was like, oh gosh, maybe I better get up so somebody else can go. And the, the normal sort of, you know, as you do to be thoughtful and whatever. So, and then, you know, had something to eat, drove home, did a little prep, but it was sort of like, oh, well that was, that was cool. I mean, except it kept, it's kept going, you know, like, yeah. especially the first three nights I went, all the way back into the experience, I went back into this experience with my human brain, with my brain process more of these downloads. And so okay. all of those three more woke up and I went, okay, I'm back. I'm back in the simulation three days in a row. Uh, and right when I woke up, you know, I'm like, oh, the sun, you know, and I'm like, here's the simulation again. And as I'm moving through my, you know, uh, you know, alpha, alpha state and into, you know, like a full waking, I fully remembered sort of these down out the things like what I just said, like there's this, I am starting to believe and, and at least starting to toss around the idea that this place is this little corner of the, of, of the all that is over here trying to work out some stuff 
and we, we've chosen to come here and it's really we're kind of like the redheaded stepchildren over there on corner and then everybody else is having this glorious party and they're like are, are so they haven't wised up yet go check on them somebody go check on them see if they're still <laughs> a bunch of dumbasses and then they and then you know so we get some angels coming around and like oh you get it you get it you don't get it okay and and so okay well let's send jesus down or let's try let's try another buddha let's send another buddha maybe they'll get it then you know so oh, wow. and then okay well let's let's throw 2020 at them maybe that'll wake some people up <laughs> yeah right. Right. Like that's how it really felt because you know and so but uh less intense and less intense however like that that first night i got that electric download again and i got i got um uh cramps that were more intense than any cramp from sports that you could even think of it was completely uh like lockjaw you know I, I could not move my legs and so then as i was like in pain, you know, struggling. I can't even, I can't even reach down to like try and rub the cramp out or anything. I heard, you know, something that Ghost and I talked about. And it's just this like whisper in the back of my mind that pain is an illusion. Let it go. And so I went, oh, wow. You know, if you've ever had a cramp, you don't feel like you have control over it. Right. And, and so I just said, oh, and I just completely relaxed my body and the cramps just disappeared. And so, so <laughs> that was a mind blower. It, it, to the mind body connection to also like, where was I, where exactly was I coming back from? And so then throughout, if through ever since then for about two weeks, you know, then I'll have these heavy insights and, and I'll, I'll be like, I know I'm right. I just know, I know I'm right. It's and annoying, you know, I've yeah. done a couple of mediumship readings and they've gone a different way. It's like the loved ones want to come through because it's like that's part of their message like uh uh wanting us evolved to this new what call it age of aquarius call it the fifth dimension call us a, you know um anyway I, I could go on and on but it there's you know i think that's kind of the best i do i can do with like english uh, or <laughs> right. i feel like we we need another language you know non-duality duality if you've never experienced non-duality, it's really sort of, uh, it doesn't mean anything, uh, you know. Your audience that, you know, hasn't meditated or hasn't, or wants to, but hasn't gotten there yet, or or hasn't uh, experimented with any entheogens, or, you know, or even had a, even had a mushroom trip. Sometimes a there, even a couple of grams, you know, yep, um, yep. these gifts that, that the creator has given us to meet him, you know, like I, I know people are like, oh, him, her. I'm just, you know, <laughs> it. <laughs> it yeah, it's whatever. I, I really don't think the creator cares if we call it, it him or her. I mean, I think well, people kind of I mean, get caught up in that. <laughs> that is the download. Like, we are it. So, yeah. and one of the huge messages was um, what, what we have going on here in this little dimension over here in the corner, uh, train, you know, the, you know, um, you know, the disciplinary camp or the prison planet or whatever, however you want to see it. Uh, it there was a very uh, mode was that we got us here and we have. So we got us mm. here collectively, collectively have to get us out. So, um, w you know, one good deed at a time. Those are the baby steps, you know, think good thoughts. Um, and it, you know, if each person can do that, it's like this collective energy that 
gets inertia. So anyway, that, you know, that was a mouthful, but, um, you know, will I go back? Oh, yes, I will most yes, definitely. without I, doubt. Good for you. Without yeah. doubt. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I, I'm not in a huge hurry because I feel like I'm still processing, processing this one. It's still, uh, maybe I always will be processing it. Maybe. I don't know. So, right, right. I think, I think leading up to that, though, because I have a couple friends who are like, you think that I should do that, who have never done anything, you know, because they know there was a powerful experience. And I think there was some benefits to doing the other the the little bit less intense intense like if if i could say you know like mushrooms might be um you know grade school and ayahuasca and you know a, a heavy duty 100 milligrams of 5meo like graduate school so graduate you know school the, right <laughs> yeah yeah so i feel like if i had not had that previous experience i might not be in integrating as peacefully as i am it might wow. be you know what I mean? Um, I could Absolutely. Be, because everybody's different. Everybody's psyches are different. And, uh, but it makes sense. It makes sense, right? And I guess the way I, I put it, you know, if you think about a soldier that's in the military, right, and he's in boot camp, you can't give that soldier the keys to the nuclear weapons, right? He has to start off in yeah. boot camp. He has to go to first class. He has to build up to it, right? To or he might him. blow somebody up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that totally makes sense to me. And that is yeah, an amazing analogy. story. That is an amazing story, Whitney. And I'm so thankful that you had that experience. And one yeah, thing I wanted to I wanted to ask you as well was what do you think your purpose for having that experience was? I and, and maybe that's just not a that's a wide open question, right? That's that's such a wide open question. But you touched on you've you've done some some mediumship, some medium readings, and you said they're different. They've been different a bit. They've do you think there's anything in your experience that you can tie to in regards to his purpose in regards to paying it forward maybe helping people in a For certain sure. way or certain fashion really okay okay oh yeah okay. yeah i feel like i feel like i've been called the mediumship for a long time i have i have i have three kids and um you know they're big they're big kids now and when they weren't i was you know my the hat that i wore all the time was mother I, I was just a hundred percent focused on them and what they needed. So even though I would books, well, I've always read books on all manners of metaphysical topics, but I always felt called to it. And, and then various things would happen, you know, dreams uh, that I felt were with past loved ones. And then, you know, just some after death communication with my parents when they passed. So mm. I felt that I had, some skills, but I also felt that I wanted to be legit and wanted to be trained in some sort of formal fashion so that yes. I could have, I myself felt that I had integrity. Um, the hard, the, probably the hardest part about mediumship, you, you could, you could do this. Anybody could do that. This that has an interest is finding people to read when you're learning because you try and read your friends or your family, you already know so much about them that it's it's very hard to when you're first learning between memory and third eye stuff. But when you're reading for a stranger, you don't know, preferably, you know nothing about them. Um, right. Even who, you know, and, you know, when you begin working in that way and you start to 
be able to differentiate um, third eye vision and memory because you don't know this person, you don't have any memory. And, and then you have evidence for them. And, you know, like, I've recently been starting to bring through some names, which is shocking to even me. I thought that was the hardest thing to do, but then a name comes through and what do you know? Because <laughs> you know? wow. that's pretty specific. Wow. But, it, but like I said, anybody could do it that has an interest. I think it's part of our, um, I think it's part of our divine um, entitlement, um, mm -hmm. the ancestor. I think that we've been sold a bill of goods by, you know, I think that whole, I think, that, I think the Bible is a very esoteric book, but I think it's been hijacked by absolutely psyop agents that want to keep us from some deeper knowledge like that and saying things like um you know speaking to spirits is demonic and stuff i uh, right. to me to me it's hogwash you know go go to right. a shamanic community in the amazon and they do it all the time you know it's just like time, a tuesday right. for them so right. you know so um so the uh one is for the mediumship for sure that was that the ayahuasca helped to um hone that and sharpen it and also help me have the confidence and the guts to you know gives your people think about me because <laughs> ayahuasca is good at that you know <laughs> kind of yes, washes your psyche out and is like can't <laughs> there you go that's right um wanting to kind of have a deeper experience and see what that did and and um i think it was it's I see. in a capacity that I didn't have before. That's why I, I like this frog medicine. <laughs> um, I, by the way, for about a year, I was dreaming about frogs regularly. And, um, and I had already, it already had right? come across oh, my wow. wave, you know? So, uh, once I started dreaming about frogs and having like frogs come around and my, cross my, uh, you know, path, and then also just this great attraction to frogs. I don't know. It's new. It's spirit animal thing. I, um, but the yeah. frogs, they hold some knowledge. Um, so uh, also, I'm just a seeker. I just want to know more about consciousness. Yes. There's never. It's never ending. Right when you get right when you think you know something, you get your ass handed to you, and you find out you're just yep. at the at the first start of the class again. <laughs> you know, you got to uh, start all over at the bottom of a new level or whatever. So, um, you know, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you, what's it like for you when you, when you're doing the mediumship readings, what, what, what is it like? Like, what, what do you go through or what do you like physically experience? And I asked this because back in 2020, when I had this pivot in my spiritual journey, you know, I started doing the the gateway. I started having out of body experiences. I I learned a lot about myself in regards to clairvoyance, and then I had this very interesting experience with my wife, in our in our bedroom, and the atmosphere became very thick. It just got like very very thick. It's like I could just I could feel feel like the change or the shift, and it was like I felt a presence, right. And I just, I remember it, it just got very 
thick. I, I don't know. That's the best way I can explain it. Then I felt I felt a presence. And then I I feel like, well, I know <laughs> that there was communication going on from people that had passed over. And it was her um, her grandparents, okay, along with her grandfather's wife, not her grandmother, but her, I guess her step-grandmother. And this information was revealed to me, and it was information that my wife had never discussed with me. But then I shared it with her, and she was like, oh, my God. So it, 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 are your experiences similar to that? Where, where the environment, where the room you're in, it just gets really thick. It's like so thick you can cut it with a knife. And then, I don't know, it's, it's just hard for me to explain. Uh, yeah, so you experienced some mediumship. That's what happened. That's what, mm. the, you know, that's the w word we use in, in uh, the English language is, you know, you're a medium between the two dimensions um, mm. and or, or however many dimensions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, from this dimension to another dimension, um, you know, when you hear phrases like lower astral, you know, uh, I think that that probably is true. Um, and that's when I think maybe you get a, a oppressive stuff, something on your chest, a night terror, various things, lower astral things, seeing you as a beacon of someone that they can um, get through to, to maybe steal some louche or, you know, um, to feed off of, you know, to fill their energy tank. Um, siphon, you know, like in these days of high gas prices, they're coming and siphoning out of your tank, kind of, <laughs> so that they can continue to grow strength. Or I think that's one of a gazillion possibilities. So, so the 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 question is, why did that happen to you? So I tend to think with all of these experiences, it's part of the uh, it's part of the push to get us to wake up to our to our real abilities and our, our talents and our, our own energy body and what we're capable of. Because I think, you know, as woo as this sounds or a new agey, I think we are moving in a higher frequency. And yeah. It, yeah. It, it, so, you know, we, we had started the conversation sort of talking about deja vu and like it came down, down here. Um, and that, I would guess the plan that you had was, uh, you know, somewhere along, I'm going to tune in, you know, or I'm going to turn up the, the frequency rate, have an experience. So I, I would be curious moving forward or every, you know, I'm so curious about people's journey and, and what is, are the things that wake them up to these things? Like that's a real, that's a real wake up moment for you. You it felt, really was, yeah. And not only did you feel, you knew, um, you know, clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience felt. So, um, and that's a, a pretty, uh, that's a pretty an acute sense that you had. So I would say that there's probably some powerful stuff there. And I've had similar experiences. So um, through sort of kind of form, know if the those on the other side and in the ether understand what i'm trying to do that's that's what a lot of people believe and you know t teachers i've had they believe that they they know you're working on it and they appreciate that and so mm. they they also don't want to scare you so 
wait for you to be in session. You know, like I, I, I have never had the experience where somebody's grandma taps me on the shoulder at the grocery store because I'm not in ceremony. You know, I'm, I'm really, right. I feel like they leave me alone, you know, and until I say, okay, time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it is very subtle. It's a very, very subtle art. And the, the, the more I do it and the more I get into it, the more, uh, the easier it is to tune in and then sometimes can't tune in at all. Mm -hmm. Understand that the, the sitter, sometimes it's their karma, their own journey, stuff like that. I, yeah. I have to surrender and not be uh, myself or too apologetic. Sometimes it's just not, it's not going down. And other times it's like I'm watching a movie and, or I'll literally like, I'll feel like I'm with, their loved ones. I did a reading yesterday and this gal's best friend came through and she was so much fun. And I just kept laughing at her. I was like, she's too much fun. You know, like she just, you know, and she had real clear messages and all that kind of thing. And I was, you know, when I said goodbye to her, I was like, I'm, I'm so glad to meet you. And I'm so glad to meet your friend. Like I was, you know, <laughs> and so I think that's part of it too. They, they're in a higher vibration. They, they're easier to connect with when you're happy and you have a, you know, you have a light about you and you're willing to have some fun with this. Cause yeah. I do think that they, those past loved ones that have processed and integrated to a higher dimension, they, um, uh, they, they want to stay happy. They don't, a lot of them don't really want to talk about how they died, you know, <laughs> just be like, Oh, that, you know, and sometimes that's <laughs> part of the message because, uh, you know, who they leave behind are worried that they suffered or, you know, that they're, you know, we're so programmed in this society. Dead is death is the, you know, <laughs> it's decay and it's over and the, yeah. you know, the reaper and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> right, you know, right. it just adds to grief. I think, you know, it definitely, bad enough. Definitely. We don't get to have the physical presence of our loved one, but now we've got, you know, all of this fear, you know, implanted since the day we come out about, you know, the worst possible scenario is that, you know, so, you know, well, as cornball as it might sound, I, I think we're, moving towards a deeper gnosis about the greater reality your experience i think should be evidence to that especially there's a healing message there and it didn't mm -hmm. alarm you too much and so if you can you know fears fear ruins everything you know if oh my goodness yeah coming through and understand that you know your intention is always of the light you know there's no room for dark shit around you so you know bring the message through kind go. of thing yeah that fear is i always say that fear is a mofo and uh, <laughs> I just think mofo. i'm very thankful <laughs> that I, I learned how to deal with fear you know um my story well part of my story was i experienced a lot of uh, trauma at the hands of my father as a child. He was an alcoholic. He was a Marine. And all he learned for four years in the Marines was kill, kill, kill. And he was a Marine in the in the 50s, right? And things wow. were much different back then, right? So, and he had a lot of intergenerational trauma that he dealt with, you know, that caused him to turn to drinking and, and uh, fall out with his father for 30 years before, where he himself passed on and, and having issues with his mom. Uh, throughout his life, and then uh, physically, as well as psychologically, emotionally abusing um, myself, my brother, and my mom. You know, it was a lot. Um, I was speaking with Tom Campbell a couple months ago, and he said that a lot of times children that go through these types of traumatic experiences, uh, 
um, are the ones who really develop these supernatural gifts when they become the wounded, become the wounded healer. Yes, exactly. Wounded healer. Uh huh. Ex- uh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was very interesting when I when I think about what he said and thinking about my my experience because I you know I, I'm thankful for it all you know I, I I've never I'm not a person who who regrets or, or say oh I wish I wouldn't wouldn't have experienced that or went through that first of all now knowing what I know now based off the meditation I had uh, a couple of weeks ago in regards to us creating our own realities before we got here it even makes more sense to me because I had to experience that in order for me to fulfill my creation that I created before yeah. I got here, which is in return is helping people, right? Right. You know, which I do through like our conversation, bringing awareness to the masses, right? And there's some other things I have going on as well where I'm helping people. So, um, you know, I, I stay in the light, I, I stay focused and that's, Lord knows it's not easy. You know, we got, we have so many distractions here, so many distractions. But as you said before, we chose, we chose to come here, right? We're on a mission. We are part of the greater consciousness, the father, and there is a plan and spiritual warfare is real. In fact, that was my lesson for night one during my ayahuasca journey about spiritual warfare. And I, you know, always heard about spiritual warfare, especially growing up in the church, but it became a reality. And it came, I came face Likewise. to face with mm-hmm. the meaning Me and the purpose of it, you know? So right. it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. It, it really is. And um, I want to ask you about animal spirits. I want to ask okay. you about that. That is something I, I've heard about. I know nothing about it. So what can you share regarding the, the, the animal spirit aspect of things? Yeah. So I've always had a connection to animals, just always, always had, you know, stuffed animals. I never had dolls. I was just, you know, uh, all the animals, you know, all the growing up, if there was any animal TV shows, like, you know, my family's laugh was always about the animals. (laughs) Um, And then also just a, you know, an observation is, you know, when I meet animals, they have a tendency to you know, gravitate towards me and oh, just so cool. kind of like the plants, you know, I have a green thumb kind of thing, vibration thing, whatever. But um, so the shaman that I was working with very in, in, intensely, we I was going through a um, uh, an initiation and it was uh, it was this program that he put on and he called it the way of the shaman. And so it was three months, three month long dieta with a lot of fasting and intense um you know, restricted food and then, you know, weekly ayahuasca and then, um, uh, you know, ceremonies and then also um, some three day long ceremonies, you know, and then integration during the week and then more ayahuasca. And, you know, it was, it was, it was intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, we would even do things like uh, what's called trance dancing. I don't know if you've ever heard of trance dancing, but he would incorporate some of that and then meditation and some walking meditations, but Trance dancing is you, know, you dance blindfolded and you just release your inhibitions, right? You just, Ooh. you know, so it, it's intense, especially, you know, after a night of ayahuasca, um, you know, and the first thing, you know, this trance dancing. So I was, <laughs> uh, it was, so one of the things that he wanted to do is he asked us if we would like for him to call in um, animal spirits. And I'm like, oh, that's me. I'm the animal right here, you know? And so then. <laughs> You know, he looks at me with this very serious face and he goes, are you sure? You know, and so I looked at everybody else. And I was like, I mean, yes, 
Because <laughs> I had, I really had no idea. I, I just knew that I trusted animals. And so, you know, that night I was very, it was a full moon and uh, I was in uh, the desert of California and, and um, he, the, the medicine was very strong, knew that the night before I'd had a, you know, a fairly experience, but, you know, he had me go last, drink last, um, even though everybody else had agreed spirit animals would be great. Um, it was a, I was really called to it. So um, anyway, I, I got the last drink in the bottle and, and I'd never had this experience before, but there was a lump in it. And so, you know, those people for a while was, yeah, I remember the night I got the lump, you know, because um, <laughs> especially, especially deep experience. And, you know, he, after the animal ceremony, he had to come and like fish me out of like some deep realms a couple of times, you know, wow, so wow. very deep. So, Goodness. but the ceremony itself is we all took our drink and then we took all our chairs outside and facing the Bernardino mountains. We sat in a semicircle facing the mountains. And then he was behind us and he uh, did these Icaros saying these Icaros. And then he played his djembe and these things scratching on the djembe, you know, and, and rubbing fur on it and essentially spirit animals and, and, um, uh, uh animal sounds. And it, it was quite a ceremony. I mean, he was a amazing person, but this one was off the chain. You know, he was really <laughs> You know, so, so I'm, uh, you know, starting to feel the effects of the medicine. I am looking up in the hills and, you know, I'm just getting maybe a few fractals. I have my eyes open and I'm, I'm very familiar with the medicine at this point. I've, I've done it quite a lot. Um, you know, but it's, you can't get flippant or, or you know, uh, cavalier about it because it's, it's heavy. Um, Anyway, so I start looking and watching and, and then I start seeing things. I'm looking way up on the horizon on the top of the mountain and, and I'm kind of looking around and I can hear my, you know, my traveling partners, you know, there are other people that are uh, doing this. I'm starting to hear everybody starting to make noise and do various things as you do when you're on ayahuasca, you know, <laughs> you know how it is, <laughs> you do. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm kind of uh, half here, half there but sitting up eyes open and and anyway i i look up at the top of the hill and i see something white up there that i didn't see before and so third eye two eyes all eyes i'm looking at this thing and and um suddenly i start seeing all of this movement the mountain just comes alive with all of this movement and i can wow. tell they're mo it's moving like animals and so you know i'm thinking okay how is this going to present am i just gonna what's gonna you know so anyway, all of a sudden birds start coming, start coming and running down the hill. But there's one huge one like coming straight at me like a freight train. And first I thought it, thought it was an elephant, you know, because when it was really far away. And so I, I'm surrendering to this experience. I know this is a spirit animal. Uh, we've called the spirit animals and I'm just surrender and whatever comes, comes. And so sure enough, this massive, and I've since seen Native American art that somewhat this massive white wolf, just big, you know, is bigger than big as a house. And so it's coming right at me. And then I actually felt some fear because I'm seeing with my two eyes as well. And so then it, uh, 
jumped over me, right over me. And so it almost fell back in my chair and all the birds and the squirrels and the zebras and the, everybody's like running alongside with it. I could feel wind. It was, it was such a real experience that like, I'll never forget it ever, ever forget it. Wolf went around, it ran around the whole valley again. And so I'm just watching, I'm going like this, watching it and it runs around and it jumps over my head again. And then, mm -hmm. and so now I know it's the wolf, you know, it's presented itself and, and the other animals are with it and like butterflies and birds and these like streamers are super psychedelic at this point. Like I'm in the medicine and, so it <laughs> around, and then it leaps right in my chest and just, Ooh. and I felt this like, felt like my nails grow longer and I felt my feet tingle. And, and, uh, I, to be honest, I'm not really sure what my body was doing at that point. The facilitators must've helped me to get to where I needed to be, you know, on my mat or whatever. And so I, you know, that came and then the rest of the, for me as a rule, and, you know, a lot of people last a couple hours, maybe, you know, like, the peaking, I don't know, you know, there's no time there, but you know, when you come back, you're like, oh, okay, we drank at 11. Now it's one makes sense. Get some coconut water and, you know, just have another drink or whatever. And, but, but this went all night, all night. Mm. It was, it was the longest, most intense. I was under wolf inside me. So it was, it, you know, uh, like what I feel was like the, where, you know, if you've seen Shipibo cloth, um, in Peru, the Shipibo people, they're, you know, a deep uh, tribe and uh, they, they weave and they make this beautiful Shipibo cloth, these sort of uh, fractal patterns. So I saw those, I went there, which was very deep and saw those Shipibo wow. patterns. So when I came back and I saw there was a Shipibo cloth there, you know, in the ceremony, I went, oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> of went course, right. I, I know what that is. I went there. And I think, yeah. you know, they say, you know, it's said that it's like the realm of the dead. Um, and uh, I, I don't think anything's dead. <laughs> it's alive. Every, right. everything right. is like teeming with life. So, so that was my first one. I had opened my mind very much to the animals. And then, so in subsequent ceremonies, I had other animals present themselves in various ways for various reasons. So, um, and that's I'll why just, I was going to ask you, does each animal represent something different or, you know, yes. the way they work with it? They do. It, okay. okay. It does. And there's sort of like the tarot in a way that there's art. Right. Um, so, but, but I also have come to believe, um, uh, for the individual, there is various things that. It, so, okay. so let's say you had you had an experience. You know, it, with with the medicine, without the medicine, through meditation, through a guided image, like that. Um, say you had an experience, and you had an alligator come through. So, yeah, something like that. There's various things that an alligator represents. You know, that's a, a very masculine energy. It's a, It's like a kind of like a fire energy it gives you. Uh, uh, maybe acumen and protection, uh, or, you know, uh, maybe there's a business dealing with like an alligator or something like that. So, so it brings like, but, okay. and, and it might have that similar things for somebody else, but, uh, but for you, call it in. So people have asked me, well, what is it? Is it like being possessed? Is it, uh, I, what I think it is, is I think that here in this material realm, we're given many 
given plant medicines, we're given angels, we're given, you know, over here in our little redheaded stepchild corner that we're trying to like join the galactic center, um, we're given tools to help us grow enlightenment. And if we feel called to certain ones, then, then they're there. So there is the great spirit of the wolf that said, I, oh, someone's calling. I'm going to go over here with her right now. <laughs> Someone is, has said that they'll allow the animals to come through as an energetic um, wow. teacher, if that makes sense. So the great spirit, it, so it wasn't a wolf that possessed me. It was the wolf. It was the great spirit of the wolf. And then, so you, you'll hear that shamans will have their spirit animals, their power animals, things like that. And, you know, a totem pole is, is along that sort of vibration and energy, you know, they're totems and they, they mean certain things or, or if you see, you know, a painting of, or, or even in a film, you know, wolf skin or deer antlers, or, you know, the, a, a beaver pelt or something is because they're embodying the energy of the great beaver spirit, you know, or the great bear, you know align themselves with certain animal spirits for, uh, you know, for that reason as well. Um, it, it, so you could say in some ways it is a possession, but not in the possession, you know, it's not like uh, the, the exorcist type position. It's you, gotcha. allowing the, the power of this trusted worker in the light with their attributes to help you assimilate that into your uh, experience here. So uh, at the time with the wolf, I was going through a difficult uh, time here in this material realm. I had a someone that was harassing and stalking me and and mm. and she was just terrible. I had to get a restraining order and all manners of stuff. And I, I think she had a dark passenger, to be honest. I think she had some sort of parasite, what was mm. kind of driving. And it it turned out that, that the wolf was very helpful with that. I, I stopped being, it, it helped me to stop being a pussy about it, you know, because <laughs> I had, mm -hmm. I had this, I had this wolf energy and, um, and it, it, it sort of kind of embodied me in some interesting ways. Like when I came home from that ceremony, you know, I, I help integrating. So my shaman came to visit and told my husband, like, you know, get her a steak. I think she wants a steak, you know, for sure. Like I wasn't eating meat at the time and, you know, rare, <laughs> you know, like, I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, and then like uh, when the de uh, the deer came through in another ceremony and and uh, uh, little odd things I was playing kind of volleyball at the time and and the the night that I after I came back two different people I was playing volleyball with unbeknownst to each other said that I I looked like a deer while I was playing and I thought oh my goodness wow. you know like so there that? was this, this grace that the gracefulness or and uh the healing I needed some healing for some stuff and that's the deer. And, you know, I had other experience, one deep one with an elephant, one with an orca, like, so, and, you know, and then another person in the ceremony had this deep uh, integration with a cricket, you know, and all of the energy that comes through the cricket and, um, you know, and he's a singer, you know, so he's, you know, there was this humility that came through and, you know, so I, you know, I could go on and on about uh, the animals. So last thing I'll say about the animal, I think I've sort of answered your question. The last thing I'll say about the animals um, is um, I I, uh, I have a beehive. I keep and here in the material realm. And I'm telling you, there's been more than one feel like the great queen bee as helping to, you know, the, the, the bee colonies. You know, it's like one of the things that I do for nature to help the great 
queen bee, you know, it's a, I know it's so, uh, so wacky and so out there, but you know, no, in the alpha no. state when you're coming I through, I, I will feel like I know my, my queen is out there. <laughs> and so yeah. I took a course in beekeeping before I took on this responsibility and I was a newbie and naive. And I had said something about replacing the queen. Cause I'd heard, you know, if the, your queen's getting old and she can be replaced and you should have seen the faces, all these six faces on my zoom meeting, they all were horrified that I would even, even bring up the queen. And I laughed and I was like, what? And they go, you just wait, wait till you get your queen. You, you serve your queen. And so I thought they were full of shit. And then sure enough, like, you know, my queen a lot, kind of you know, like, wow. like one of the, one of the, uh, you know, like I, the workers, you know, all the workers are female and I'm, I call them my girl. And I'm, I'm just one of the girls. I have all these pollen plants in my yard. I've got all the things like the bees and the butterflies. Wow, so, that's awesome. So I think that's a kind of a material way to describe a spiritual spirit, you know, because anybody that knows anything about bees, if the bees disappear, we're all goners. You know, we're not. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I heard something like there's about 18 months of food. And if the bees, if the bees are gone, then we won't survive, you know, so. Anyway, so that's what my, about that's a gorilla? Have, have you ever heard anything about a gorilla or the characteristics of a gorilla spirit animal coming through? You know, if do you have a connection? Do you feel connected to gorillas? You know, I, I don't, but during my meditation uh sessions, you know, I often once I go deep, it, it takes about 20 minutes for me to really get deep into it after I get relaxed and do my breath work, etc. I hear these and it never fails. Whitney, it never fails. I hear these like, um, like people marching, right? I hear it. People like marching, like in cadence. And um, I had a very ex uh, interesting experience uh, last this past weekend where I where I heard that. And then I heard these gorilla sounds, like a gorilla sounds. Okay. And I, I, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And then I had these visions of of, of these of canines of dogs and they were like my protectors as well i remember that came through too so but the gorilla sounds really really kind of threw me for a loop i'm like what is going on you uh, know? <laughs> i would say that uh that you know there i mean this is an out uh there is no time right so on some level we've already had this conversation yeah you, you know, know what i'm saying it's super stoner talk but we uh, on some level we have this out and you know so so the spirit animal idea has more in your psyche and mm. uh so it that made as animal that is presenting itself and that would be exact that would totally be a way that or more would present themselves you might even think of it as a guide you know easier to a guide mm. uh either coming to help support you in an endeavor your whole life. Um, the interesting thing that I find about um, when they themselves, it's often more than once and, and, and in more than one way. So, you know, you could call it like, what, what's that called when you like see faces and things like paradelia or something like that? Or like when I was wanted to buy my Jeep, I saw Jeeps everywhere, you know, it wasn't that that was more Jeeps. It was that my consciousness was there. So there could be some of that, of course, but 
that the gorilla presents itself. And so is it through your psyche with your paradelia? Uh, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. It, it's still the energy and something to contemplate and also call in in a sh shamanic fashion. Yes, I will, I'll accept your help and mm. what, with what those strengths. Um, it, it, so with gorillas, the first intuitive thing that comes up in my mind is uh, I had an experience with a um, silverback at a zoo years ago, but it was a sort of a transformational experience because um, one of my animal things and the that enclosure and um, the, there was a male, a big male, I think maybe they call it a bull, but it, they're very much like Buddha, just sitting, little belly, and his feet almost folded in, you know, yoga position. And um, I, I got eye contact, and um, I know that he knew what I was thinking. I know he did. So, like, my intuitive thought is uh, gorillas are, you know, the gorilla energy is very uh, intelligent and very close to, like, uh, knowledge about humans. So, um, you know, if I had to just sort of intuit that, I would say, because it's, it's a bit of a Buddha energy coming through, through an animal, this, this wow. wisdom and this, uh, brute, you know, if you've ever seen any videos of them stand up, like they're not going to take. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. But also very peaceful, you know, they're yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I'm gonna think about that. And you know, if you just look around, Google online, gorilla spirit animal. Um, those are okay. a lot of Native American lore for you know those definitions. And like I, after my experience with the wolf, I saw some Native American art. I think I was in Jonah, um, and and I went that rendition of that white wolf I saw and you know almost like you on like a ironic t-shirt you know the big white wolf <laughs> that is amazing that is an amazing oh, story this yeah. has been so cool Whitney I want to thank you yeah, so much Justin. now I have one last request for you okay um, I ask each and every guest when they come on the show to leave our listeners with what I like to call a token of love simply something that they can take with them along their journey it can whatever comes to your heart you know whether it's a uh, two minutes five minutes whatever and what would okay. you like to share with the hidden gateway audience okay hidden gateway audience <laughs> you know, that's their journey you know um everybody's on their journey and, and that is true and we're all at a different place in our journey and um one of the things that i think about so deeply here in this simulation like we were saying is how programmed we are like we're so programmed with everything that we're supposed to be and we're supposed to say and we're supposed to do and if we don't and i like this and i don't like that and i want this and i didn't get that and all or i'm supposed to be this or i'm supposed to be that I would say like the the deepest one of the deepest self-love things that you can do is know thyself and know when you've been programmed and you know 
even maybe even more importantly, why you've been programmed. So, you know, because I think we've all heard that phrase at some point in, you know, uh, philosophy class or something, know thyself. And, but figuring out what that really means um, uh, is the greatest of self-love to say mm. with every time we're upset or we feel like we've been wronged. Was I pick it apart and say, was I programmed to believe that, you know, or was I programmed to, to, to have these various thoughts? Cause those various things where we feel less than illusion, you know, we have it all, we have it all. It may be easy for me because I, I have a wonderful life and it hasn't always been wonderful. Like in some um, traumatic stuff, me too. But um, I look around now, how some way, I think through the process of knowing thyself, I've been able to arrange a, a pretty cool situation, you know, so every, but without that, if you're always going around trying to please somebody else and, or trying to think that you've been programmed by the media or your parents or your something, not expressing who you are, um, then that that's not a so to sum that up i'll say you know uh if an extreme to rewire and uh, reduce your programming i think meditation is the strongest and most um accessible ways means you know it's there's there's a there's a there's a person inside you that loves you very much you know <laughs> so oh yeah oh yeah that's it thank you Thank yeah, you. Thank okay. you. Thank you. That was that was lovely. Thank you so much. Know thyself. And, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, breaking free of that programming, I, I know and I know, you know, that once people are able to do that, there's so much freedom and so much liberation and so much joy on the other side of that. And I, I mean, maybe those three words yeah. don't even describe it the way it should be described. You know, maybe it's undescribable, but it's just another it's just bliss, you know, and uh, yeah. I, I'm very thankful that you are here with us today. Yeah. Uh, this has uh, been a wonderful conversation. It yes. was. Can you Thank please you tell Justin. our listeners your website and if they want to do a, a reading, tarot or medium show, sure, how yeah. can they find you? How can they connect with you? It's uh, just WhitneyFox.com. And then my Instagram is at TricksterFox7. So I will reach out and say, hey, and um, give me their thoughts or, you know, you know, want to, want to chat or whatever. So yeah, that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Whitney Fox, you are wonderful. I really enjoyed this. And to yeah. our listeners, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hidden Gateway podcast. Remember to stay connected with us at thehiddengateway.com. And as always, I want to thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This will conclude this week's episode. Always remember to stay positive, stay questioning, be love, and be free. The Hidden Gateway, out.